0: And you can tell our friends, and they can have my things when we're dead. But oh, we're gonna, oh, we're gonna And you can tell our friends, and they can... Welcome to The Boys Cast. First podcast exclusively for The Boys. Right. A lot of people sent me their Spotify uh year-end with the, the Boys Cast up top, which is proving... The Hypothesis, The Prophecy, the year 21 will be t- the year for the boys and the boys cast. Amping up production. I got back from uh, like a week ago, I had to leave the state or whatever, which I've done a couple times, but then I guess now they're really strict about it. So it's pretty funny because you hear so much about, you know, all the lockdowns and all the stuff. and And at the end of the day, they're not doing shit. So I've decided I'm going back to Canada for Christmas. I'm going to do a week. But even this, so the New York thing, they get your number and, you know, all your information and blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people are like, you can just lie. But they're right there and it's like four cops. So it's like, if you handed them a thing and I think they asked some people for IDs, so it probably isn't the move to give a fake ID. John Doe! But they they just sent they sent me like, you know, a text message every day. And then after the 15th day, I read it. And it says this big thing, um, you know, just make sure you're quarantining. You can't leave your house, not even to get food. You know, if uh, <laughs> if you need toilet paper, for example, we do recommend that you shit in your pants. We recommend that you wipe with the boxers and then you throw the boxers out the windows. These are the recommendations that we're making. And then so I respond. So I, I, I see the thing and it says you have to respond with a letter. And I'm like, this is the 15th one I've gotten. So I haven't responded to any of them. Nothing's happened. And now the quarantine's over. So it's like, literally, they're like the, the honor system the, we need you to respond to this immediately. But if you don't, I oh, guess, whatever, what are we going to do? Come to your house with a bunch of cops, bust down the door. They go, well, come check, make sure you're at home. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, I live in a New York walk up and which is in the center of an insane asylum in the East village. So I don't really know exactly how you would get in. Do the cops have keys? Amazon doesn't even have keys. They can barely deliver packages. I have to put my phone number on the thing. So literally the cops should have to take a battering ram, walk up to your unit, knock on the door, be like, hey, uh, are you here? And then if you are here, you just be like, "Uh, yeah. And then they go, okay, good. Uh, But anyways, you should probably clean that glass we shattered downstairs. And then if you're not here, they like... What are they going to do? They they call you and be like, oh, we came to your house and you weren't here. You go, oh, yeah, I was here. I was just sleeping, so I didn't hear you knocking on the door. What what are the possibly the options? There's almost no way for anyone <laughs> to proof any of this stuff. So I've decided that I'm going back to Canada. I'm going to record a podcast there, too, I believe, uh, in a studio. I'm going to get some of the Toronto boys. It's going to be a Christmas edition. But the f- best part, well, not the best part for me, is that... I have I have a condo in Toronto and in the great tenant leaving rush I've also mine mine left because they're poor now I guess. So, I've got this empty unit. So what I'm going to do is be back for like probably a week and then I'm going to do full boys condo. It's completely empty. One mattress on the floor, seven lawn chairs, buying a keg. (laughs) I'm going to do a kegger with the, with the, my dudes in fucking Toronto. One keg, seven lawn chairs, mattress on the floor. It's going to be a crack den. Very excited about this boys condo. Lots, (laughs) lots of things planned. Last week, big censorship, big tech censorship strikes again. Some people saw the video, white women say that you should hate white men again or whatever. The funny part is, so this got censored. No one really knows why. Um, My guess would be maybe the Muslim stuff or potentially, you know, just because you said hate a group. But the funny part is. So what you are allowed to do, this is this is why they're so fucking, you know, imagine them being in these censorship meetings where you're like at Twitter and they're like, oh, this is what, you know, someone comes in, they're like, oh my God, you know, there's someone literally getting ass fucked on our platform, you know, legitimately someone's having sex. Here's a video of a guy getting murdered and they're like, good to go. Don't see any problems here. And you're like, oh, this guy made a parody video. Get it off. Get this thing off the, get the thing off the platform. Oh, someone is, uh, seeing them potentially we should question some of the COVID narratives. Get this guy off the platform, find him, put a bag around his head, get him in, put him in a dark van, get him out of here. And so legitimately all of the articles in the video, which are essentially, you know, we need white men to die. (laughs) More death for white men. Is it time to start talking about more death for white guy? So all these articles, I would imagine, have not been censored because they're, you know, in plain view on the internet. So essentially you're allowed to, you know, do a big hit campaign on men. But what you're not allowed to do is make a video making fun of that hit campaign. Thanks, Instagram. Thank you, TikTok. These guys just come when they censor people. They get off. And, you know, we posted the video, took it, they took it down, then posted it up again. And they took it down again. And both of them were going viral too. So eat a dick censorship. I'm not really sure what the answer is. This is a legitimate problem. (laughs) I know that, you know, Trump in his last, uh, he's he's coming out there and he was sort of saying that there's the platform publisher debate, which is accurate. And he said, okay, we're going to not give all these places essentially. I'm sure a lot of people know this. But they say, oh, we're a platform, not a publisher. So then they get these tax breaks and incentives, and they also can't be sued, you know, the way Gawker was sued for Hulk Hogan, you know, sex tape. Whereas that stuff can come out on Twitter and they're not liable at all. And then they say, okay, well, you're not acting like a a platform anymore because you're making editorial decisions that clearly have a slant. If you go, well, you just, by any, you know, any person can look at these, You can look at the two sides or whatever and they go, okay, so this has not been censored and this is being censored all the time of what people think. So you are making editorial decisions on what you can do. And then, you know, whenever they go into Congress, they try to like justify them and they always have some answer, but it's like, it's so obvious that they're making editorial decisions of what can be on their platform. However, I have, there is some degree that you happy that that battle gets fought, but I can't imagine a scenario where anything changes. I'm not, I'm not positive. <laughs> I'm not my, my, I'm not positive on this. I think the government and anyone who's fighting that, I think it's purely ceremonial and I think nothing's going to happen. The only probably solution is people keep complaining about it. You know, you keep put the pressure on get the, the leg on the neck and then maybe, one of these other platforms will take off like a new YouTube or a new Instagram that is, you know, impartial and is, doesn't have a slant. They just say, we'll just let you do whatever you want. And it actually kind of pops off and becomes like a real thing because even with, you know, I, I get, you know, I get probably, and I'm not kidding for a week of new YouTube, you know, places messaging me being like, Hey, if you're willing to like uh, put your whole library of stuff on there, we'll give you money to start. And we have these monetization sharing. And can I call? And then I get the follow-ups. I get like another follow-up of, you know, these guys have messaged me three, four times. they they're, they're pests. And every single one you go, I don't know, dude. Like sometimes you look at it and they're like top video has 300 plays. And you go, listen, if your thing starts taking off, then I'll be part of it. But it's like, okay, do you know how hard it is to transfer you know, your followers from like Instagram be like, go follow me on Twitter. It's it, that is hard as is for people to get people to go to their website or get people to go to a whatever other platform it is. People don't like, you know, people have one that they like, and they don't like transferring around. So when you have like these places And they all want you to do all this stuff. You're like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of money. If you want me to, you know, be essentially a spokesperson to your company. I don't know. Give me revenue sharing. (laughs) Why would I do this? It's like, yeah, I don't care. There's 10,000 of these. If one of them starts doing good, then I'll pop up. But I'm not like going to spend 20 minutes every morning putting my stuff, however long it takes, uploading my entire library to another platform. You know, so in a year, and they all, I've talked to a few of them on the phone because they're like trying to make offers. And then you talk to them and they're all like, okay, we're like YouTube, but the difference is this. And you can uh, post your stuff from here to Twitter. And you're like, who would do that? (laughs) And you're like, so you're YouTube, but you're saying that your free speech is like, yeah, there's a thousand of these. Hopefully. One of them takes off, but it's not going to be because, because Ryan Long is out there beating the drum. Like you have to be on frigging new tube. You got, Oh, you got to be out there. It's like, okay. So I get my four followers on there. It makes no sense. Uh, I think that one of these places is going to have to independently, you know, get popular like any other app. MySpace, for example, is an app that got popular. (laughs) And then I guess, I don't know. It's kind of the same thing with, uh where a lot of them, they all have a hook and you can't figure it out. It was kind of like when I remember when I was talking to managers, there's all these YouTube, the whole industry is based on, you know, trying to steal your money. And then all these managers were talking to me and I literally had to get off the phone with them. And then the next guy's like, can we talk again? I talked to him again and I was just like, I don't understand what you do. He's like, we represent this guy, this guy, and they're all these big guys. And I'm just like, tell me in English what you do. And they're like, you know, we have strategies to help grow people's channels. And we're, we you know, we have, we work with artists, you know, to collaborate with, and you're like, what are you talking about? So what, ex- what do you do? <laughs> I don't what, strategies. He's going to call me. And, and then he's, they say things like, I talked to the one big one. They go, we, we you know, f- for example, we think the video should be 10 minutes instead of three minutes because it does better. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't do that. My sketches are three minutes, and I'm not making them 10 minutes. Like, Cape next suggestion. Hot suggestion. It's like they all have this thing you do. You go, I guess, yeah, if I made 10 minutes. So if you're better at operating with that format, then maybe if I did that, we might be able to have a match. But he's like, yeah, all, all of their suggestions are like ridiculous. And they go, oh, you sh- you know, you should, uh, one of the guys told me, he's like, you should make sure you have less like swearing in your video because then if it's less offensive, we can actually get better ads. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I go, oh, oh my God. I actually thought I was helping by having like aggressive content and swearing. Thank you for clearing that up. This is the thing. They can censor all they want. The industry, the people, the fucking agencies can, you know, I I get it. If the agency's like, yeah, we're good at, if you have your, you know, blog channel where you do unboxing videos, we're good at monetizing that and getting scotch tape sponsorships. And we don't necessarily know how to work with someone like Ryan. I, okay, fine. And that's why the industry is going to have the pick. And that's why the people's pick is Ryan Long. (laughs) <laughs> the boys are the people's pick. So these guys can, you know, suck it, suck it. You can fucking suck an egg. We've talked about the idea that our people going to be ramping up the craziness. If you know, Trump loses or ramping it down, <laughs> man, I think at this point, it's fair to say ramping up is I've, the cancellations have jumped. There's like you know female leftist podcasts that are getting like in crazy trouble because of shirt designs and there there's like hit pieces right and left I- i'm watching cancellations of de- cancellations are uh, uh this is ryan long just giving the report on the uh well, cancellations are up crazy articles are up uh, about 150 percent, and that's where we're at one of the funniest things was in portland so the people that were campaigning for Joe Biden, they were calling people, and they and then they were so this is like a lot of people reported this, and then I know someone that <laughs> lives in Portland that was kind of uh, telling me exactly what was happening, but and then people that kind of whistle blew that worked at the places, so essentially the campaigners for Bi- Joe Biden were calling people and they were saying, "Yo." Yo, 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 what's good there? <laughs> they go, yo, yo, you fuck with Biden or not, dog? That's what, you know, that's how they do it. They're very cool, the Biden guys. They were calling and saying, um, do you support Biden? And a lot of people were like, no, because my house is currently getting torn down. <laughs> I'm, I'm at the time of this call, uh, I'd actually, I don't want to talk about this, but if you wouldn't mind sending police officers, because at the time of this call, there was someone scaling my wall with a blackjack ready to fucking, ready to tear me out and make mincemeat out of me. So they would say that and then they'd be like, well, if you don't support the uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, if you don't support these protests, you're actually supporting white supremacy. And the, <laughs> that's what the campaigners were saying. They said that they don't, they told, they told people they're going to support white supremacy if they don't vote for Biden. What are, this is not a good strategy. And then so, you know, as it turns out, uh, Portland voted, you know, way more for Trump than people thought they would, you know, would have, which would thought have been zero. It's like, hmm, the things that people will do when they're constantly having their property destroyed and being called a white supremacist, you know, it's one of those things where you go, huh, interesting, wouldn't have thought there was uh right now. <laughs> Yo, are you going to vote for Biden or are you one of those racist, sexist fucks? Are you a racist fuck or are you going to vote for my man JB? In Canada, for example, right now, with the COVID lockdowns, there's this guy, Adamson's Barbecue, kind of a kooky dude, into QAnon. Like one of those guys that, you know, I'm sure to some degree knows what he's talking about, but definitely like mainlining QAnon, <laughs> just fucking into his veins. And... He opened his barbecue shop, and th- th- I have a personal relationship to this story because so this guy, pretty big story in Canada. He has a barbecue shop, and they said in Canada that the restaurants have to close, and they're making insane. You know, if you think that some of these places are fumbling it, you've got a you've got to take a peek at some of the things the Justin Trudeau or Doug Ford uh, administrations are putting out there. It's bonkers. So basically, for one, they said that all stores have to—we're going to we're gonna, they're gonna close most stores except for Walmart and uh, big box office stores—and we're closing half of the malls. So, <laughs> in, if you believe, you know, that being in stores and stuff like that is a big deal, and this is going to stop, you know, start spreading everything. For example, do would you buy in any? In any stretch of the imagination, would your plan be like, you know what we need to do is cut the amount of stores in half and then cram people into there. We need to shut down half the bar. All the nightclubs are causing COVID. Okay, well, and they're all half full. Okay, well, why don't we cram everyone into one nightclub? It's just like, what are you talking about? And obviously there's way more people at these big stores. So it's just like a mess. They don't know what they're doing. But then they said, okay, so restaurants have to be closed. And again, a lot of these restaurants had like four tables and you're basically distance. So this guy, he's fighting the power. You know, he says, no, no, not on my watch. I'm keeping my store open. So this is what he says. And it turns out it's like a big, he, but he made it kind of like, you know, Come have some ribs if you want to say fuck you to the government. He, you know, he really, he's, he's getting the movement going on as far as, you know, that they, I don't know even what he sells, but the barbecue pork of, you know, rebellion. Yeah, he's, he's kind of, he's, he's attaching the barbecue to the rebellion, which respectable move. I'm sure when this thing pop, when this thing's all said and done, I'm sure his spot's going to have a, a big fan base of, uh, you know, uh, people drinking liberal tears. But my friend, as uh, JJ Lieberman, has a a show <clears throat> where he does this like cooking show, Buffet Buds, or as we call it, Not Buff Gay Duds. And they did an episode of this barbecue place, and then so since that happened, everyone was like, people in their personal lives were messaging them, being like, "You support white supremacy for posting this, for posting this episode of this guy." This is the face of white supremacy. And you go, white supremacy, what? And so as it turns out, in this big protest of 5,000 people, there was a guy there that is like, uh, you know, they call a white nationalist that went to get barbecue. As I said before, does McDonald's have to apologize if Daniel Carver of the KKK enjoyed some nuggets? Should everyone apologize for people that... And also, whenever you make an opinion completely you know, not okay to have. Like if a guy says restaurants should be open, (laughs) this is like some insane opinion. The nerve of this guy, the audacity to to think his his restaurant should be open. You know, whether you agree or not, this should not be a contentious argument to make. So he says that the barbecue place should be open. And when everyone pushes that opinion to the corner, you know, lo and behold, you also get people supporting him that you've also pushed to the corners. It's, the, you know, and this is the problem with all of these kind of people. If you say, hey, everyone's in jail, and then you go, we're putting you in jail, and then six months a year you go, look at this guy, all his friends are in jail, all his friends are criminals, and you go, well, yeah, well, that's the only people that you've allowed him to talk to. That's the only people <laughs> that are that are allowed to engage with him. If normal, I know millions of normal people that are like, yeah, restaurants should be probably open. They are in tons of places. It's literally, you know, on a state to state basis, they've made different decisions. And are those governors now white supremacists? And it's like, no, obviously not. Only the good ones. (laughs) So they, so obviously it's like not a big deal. But when you point, point, put these people in the corners, this is what you get. You get the only people that are allowed to like them. Yeah, you end up with some undesirables, as they might call it. When normal people who actually believe in this guy's thing, they're like, yeah, restaurants should be open. Most people with a restaurant probably are like, yeah, restaurants should be open. And they're like, whoa, support white supremacy much? So these guys legitimately posted their thing where they're like, yeah, pretty good wings. (laughs) And then everyone's like, wow, why don't you lynch a guy? (laughs) You might as well. And then they, and then they do the other thing where there was a, they, they arrest. So the cops did arrest him. The guy's going to jail now. (laughs) It's pretty, pretty funny. Like the whole scenario is pretty funny. And then all of, you know, all of Toronto and all these people are posting like, you know, the classic, like if this was a black guy, he'd be dead. You know, if this was a minority that opened his restaurant, he'd be dead. And you go, sorry, he's not dead. (laughs) You know, apologize. Like, would you be happier if he's dead? He got arrested. And you're like, well, the cops, if it was a black guy, the cops would have roughed him up more. It's like, is that, what are you proposing exactly? So it sounds like, according to you, the cops did their job. Is the issue that they, they didn't do it, uh, bad enough? You're like, well, if you're going to be bad at, like, didn't you do a lot of protests to to say that cops should like stop being, uh, too aggressive. And now the cops are not being aggressive. You're like, well, you know, if it fair is fair. Here it's there. If you're gonna do it to George Floyd, you do it to the barbecue guy. That's that's it on the neck. So this is like a lot of people and mainstream publications. So this is what this is what they're putting out there. They're like mad that he's not dead, I guess. And then also his like coworker who supports him or whatever is a black guy who also not dead. And they go in there. So the whole thing's like a mess. But and then he has a GoFundMe and raised like a you know a gazillion dollars because he came the poster boy of the thing. But more so, you know, I don't care about so much that, um, I think I'm less engaged with like the fight of, you know, him versus, um, the government or whatever. I I do agree that he should be open, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, whenever I see a big publicity stunt, it's like, I I respect the move. Like I always see that stuff and I kind of respect the move, but it's like. When someone has ulterior motives, you don't want to champ you don't want to ch- champion them too much. But this guy is, you know, somewhat unhinged. So whenever <laughs> whenever you go, this guy represents me. I know a- there's a lot of people like this in the comedy community that they are, you know, they're kind of like edgy and fighting the power and people that I like. But they are psychopaths. So you never know. <laughs> you don't want to be like this is like this is the guy that represents me. Because they always, you know, a lot of these people, you want these guys go off the rails, especially, <laughs> you know, a lot of people aren't able to like stay stable in that type of place. But you see a lot of these, these kind of things. And if you're going to make a publicity stunt, yeah, probably now's the time to do it. I'm down. The Star, for example, the is another one that was writing all these articles, you know, about this guy being the worst. And then another one they wrote is, there's a murder show that come, came out, Right. And in the murder show, this is in a real article written in a major publication that in the murder show, there were like murder victims and not enough of the murder victims were native. And they go, this is like whitewashing of murder because, you know, native people actually get murdered a lot. And if you're going to have murder victims, more of them should be murdered. Whitewashing murder. We need more diversity in murder. And you go, you read this and you go, come on, man, shut the fuck up. You more diversity in murder. It's like you could easily see it go the other way too, where you go. You know, imagine imagine it was like you just picked a race and that was all getting murdered. Every, everyone was like an Asian dude. You have 10 murder victims. They're all an Asian dude. And you never mention it. Just, that's it. You just never mention it. They're just like all Asian dudes. That's just who gets murdered. Always getting tortured. Love, the, the guy didn't want to murder natives enough. And you go, all right. Okay. Vice, the pilgrims were queer. These are the kind of things. <laughs> These are the kind of things that people are sending me. So fucking sick, dude. <laughs> My movie's coming along nicely, which is kind of my vice character. So it's actually, this is going to be, that's going to be the big thing that people see coming up in the next little while, the 2021, but the pilgrims are queer and you go, dude, that, I, all these gay people that didn't think they could be pilgrims, dude, you could have been a fucking pilgrim. And like, who's this making feel better? Do you think there's a gay guy right now? That's just like, man. <sighs> There's no representation of pilgrims, man. I don't want to be a fucking pilgrim. <laughs> well, you can't be pilgrims, you fucking homo. <laughs> and they go, shh, shh, shh. don't listen to him. Tons of queer pilgrims, dude. There's so many fucking queer pilgrims, dude. Pil- pilgrims are gay as fuck, dude. You could have been such, you would have been like the sickest pilgrim. Vic- There's a couple of Vikings that were gay. Yeah. What What you've known about the Vikings. Is that they, you know, all the rape and you know that some of these people, you know, all the boats, you remember the Vikings from their boats? History never talks about all the dudes they blowed, did it? (sighs) I've read all these textbooks. Not a single textbook mentions the dudes' dicks that all the Vikings and Pilgrims sucked. It's fucking bullshit, dude. As far as I'm concerned, it's some bullshit, dude. Did you guys see the guy? The in uh, one of those like anti-gay countries, the, um, one of the I think it was a Middle Eastern country, but he was the uh, <laughs> he was the uh, I don't know. He was like an anti-gay politician or whatever that he was campaigning to make it illegal and stuff like that. And then he got caught in a 30 dude orgy 30 dudes. Those guys don't mess around over there, man. Guy's almost as gay as the fucking pilgrims. 30 dudes. And then they caught him and he had to be like, I'm just making, I'm just, I was just about to yell at them. He's, he's in a human centipede. I was just about to, I was about to give these guys the gears, dude. I was just making sure this wasn't happening. I was, you know, making sure they were a condom. I said, listen, if you're going to do it, I don't want you to do it, but you're going to do it under my supervision, like smoking. Prefer if you're not. I'm actually just making him, this guy caught him doing gay stuff. So I made him blow 30 dudes and hopefully cure him. Okay, I saw this tweet storm that I want to talk about. Tweet storms are always funny because whenever they happen, like, these things that... It's always just, like, 30 tweets of, like, general consensus. You know, and and this is... 90% of, you know, a a big portion of Twitter. 90% of a big portion. Do the math on that. Is that... Is, like, people... Legitimately tweeting, you know, stuff like, "Hey, here's an idea. Respect women." <laughs> hey, ah, uh, just a thought, just a, th- hey, just a thought. Gay people are people too. And you go, "Sweet dude, like city, likes retweets, dog, so sick." So this guy, it's, it's a big tweet on modesty culture, and it was just like. The the least understanding of stuff ever. And it was a gay dude, too. So it's in, in line with our, you know, I got a theme. Uh, it's gay stuff. And they lead into other stuff. We call that transitions. Like the girl from Juno. She said she's transgendered and non binary. And you go, well, which is it? Can't decide anything this one. <laughs> so this guy tweets this tweet storm. He goes, I am a gay man. Raised in a heteronormative world. And I've always been baffled by modesty culture. He's baffled. That a woman should need to dress in any way that doesn't provoke sexual response in men. Which is insane. So this guy's, you know, that's how they go. It's like, I just can't believe how sexist everyone is. Am I the crazy one and everyone's sexist? Am I wild for thinking women are equal? And you go, there's almost a you have to try hard to like not understand like the men, female dynamics in like this idealistic world where reality doesn't exist. And you go out of the gate. You're talking about the reason that society thinks that, for example, women should maybe not have their tits out at work, for example, or maybe dress less sexually is 100%... So the guys don't get boners. That's the whole thing. That's obviously there is some of that in some other countries, and you know historically that is a part of what a complicated you know web of things that involves one one tiny component of it being that, and most likely it's like you know if you're a guy, you're kind of like, hey, I don't want my wife. Uh, you know, in a lot of those other countries, there's also like guys being like, yeah, I don't want my wife like turning on other guys, and other wives being like, I don't want my husband out there fucking seeing kazumas everywhere. So I think everyone, there's obviously a little bit under that, but it's like, you go to a girl, it's like, why don't you, why wouldn't you wear a bikini to work? Is the reason that you wouldn't wear a bikini to work 100% because, you know what, I just don't wanna, I don't wanna get all these guys all too revved up? And it's like, no. There's a million reasons why. And one is that girls who dress way sluttier are generally trying to attract men for some degree. So you go, I don't want to, I don't want to arouse them. It's like, no, you don't want men to think of you a certain way. The same reason why, and you go, okay, so what does it work the other way? Like if I showed up, why do I have to wear a shirt? Why do I not have, you know, a speedo on walking around? And is it because I don't want the women to be aroused? I'm like, listen... I would wear a speedo to a wedding. I would, (laughs) I would be the best man at a wedding, not wear a suit and I'd have a speedo on, but I don't want the bride to get all horny. It's like, yeah, uh, that's all that's going. That's all that's going on there. You don't wear a bikini to work because, because society doesn't want you to get them too turned on. It's like, there are, there's so much other things going on here. You, you look and say, I'm aroused. The arousal is strong. And haven't learned how to manage it. So please change your clothes. Is what he thinks I'm saying to women. If I was running a business. And a girl showed up. And. (laughs) Huge gazumas. Tits out. Here's the first part. Men don't really care about that. It's more so. That we just think of you a certain way. The same way that anyone thinks of anyone a certain way. Based on how they dress. But. Most people don't want. Maybe their chick, like, you know, completely like showing up to work with it, with their fucking tits out. Or if you're a certain type of organization, you might have a dress code. Cause you're like, Hey, we're McDonald's. Like we're not, we're trying to be, I mean, McDonald's is probably not the best example, but you're like, Hey, we're some like high class waiting establishment. And we don't really want to fucking like have like complete titties out. Like, I don't want to see your fucking like, I, I don't want you to be wearing lingerie on the floor. The same way men have to wear a suit, like you got to fucking, I'm, I'm looking at your nipples because you're wearing a see-through, you're wearing saran, you're wearing a saran wrap dress and it's just not going to be working for the, the image that we're trying to put out there. It's just such a multifaceted thing and these guys and people in their pursuit To, you know, glorify anyone that's not a man or whatever it is, whatever group, whatever invoke group of the day that they're in love with and trying to smooch. They always remove any agency from a woman. Like, is there any Christian women who don't want to, you know, show their gazooms? And, And maybe that's because their relationship with the Lord, Rob Lowe, as I said in the video, and you go, no, 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 no. That's ingrained in them. That's just like... That's just society's ingrained in them. They'd love to fucking pop the pop puppies out. Puppy era. But they have no choice. Because honestly, guys are going to be walking around with bones. <laughs> if they Because they're going to be at the church. And every single guy is going to be walking around with a boner. Just bopping into each other. Oh, sorry. Hit you with my boner. Oop. Oh, sorry. My boner. Oh, that was my boner. Oh, shit. I got my boner caught in the door again. This damn girl with her gazumbas. Also... Probably one of the biggest components is that men, you know, women and men want the other sex to think of them a certain way. Maybe you are trying to meet someone and then your values are conservative or your values are religious or you just want them to think you're not like, you know, uh, a floozy because you got a bikini on at work. And I personally don't mind the Instagram hoe floozy's got the boobs out. But if someone else doesn't, that's their prerogative. And you go, Oh, just cause you are going to get a boner. You don't like that thing. And you go, no, it's because of value system. And I probably know what else that means. And you go, Oh, just because she's dressing, she's going to be a certain way. Yes. If I see someone that's a nun, I know that they're going to be a certain way. If I see someone wearing a bikini top walking around, I know that they're probably not, you know, some super fucking had sex with one person virgin. Probably be right about that. But... You know, heaven forbid we use, like, statistics analysis based on our, uh, based on data that we've seen in our lives. A war on noticing things. This all, <laughs> this all boils down to the war on noticing. And he says, this is bonkers. He's flabbergasted. <laughs> this is bonkers. Especially when men start to claim this is a, that a woman is worth more when she dresses a certain way. This is a gazillion likes, by the way. Why can't I have food on my shirt? You know, yes, the dating market is determined by the opposite sex. It all, you know, this is all boils down to the like, you know, we don't want any competition. Women and feminine people just like all competitions bad. Why a woman's worth less because decisions she makes about what she dresses like or anything like or anything. And you go, well, depends. That depends on what you decide worth is. Is it worth on the dating market? Well, then you don't get, girls don't get to decide that. Guys get to decide that. Is it worth in the job market? Maybe. How you dress will have to, something to do with whether you get that uh fucking, whether you get that like fucking job or whether you make that sale or whether someone tips you more. Maybe you're worth more when you're, I uh, got your boobs out. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. But like when you when you say that you're worthless, you go, okay, what do you think a woman's worth is defined by? And I think that or a man's worth is defined by. Cause I'll tell you for a guy on the dating market. Or on you know any market, I think that how successful that they are would be a part of that. For a woman, you know how hot she is is going to be a part of that. How she fucking good she dresses is going to be a part of that. So when we're talking about a homeless person versus someone who looks dresses like in expensive, you know, a ten thousand gazillion dollar pearl necklace like the Queen of England, and you go. They are worth the exact same. You go, well, define worth. Is worth, is everyone's worth the same? What does change it? And this guy, I I would imagine this person might say, uh, I don't know how smart they are. Okay. So if some girl's dumber, then she's worthless, worthless to you. And they'd go, well, I don't know about worthless. And you go, so you, you just don't, everyone's equal. (laughs) Got it. This is all goes back to that thing. It's my my probably my least favorite type of uh, girl, and it's more of a girl than guys, but there are guys like this, is where they can't admit that some people are better than others. You know, when there's someone that's annoying, and you're like, that guy is a bit much, and they go, I don't know. I mean, he's just, and you go, well, okay, fine. <laughs> Got it. Everyone's the same. We're all equally the same. And then in the same breath, these same like people that everyone's equal will be like, I don't like this, you know, I don't like this person. I really like this person. It's like, well, you're not allowed to like or dislike because everyone's equal. Member? And you go, well, no, you just don't like other people doing it. I'm sure this guy who's a gay guy, by the way, I mentioned. When you're deciding who you like better when you when you're having your uh <laughs> when you're having your sex with with dudes, how do you decide? You go. Would you say, and when you pick a guy versus another guy, would you say, hmm, that one had more worth to me? Not based on his dressing, though. Everything else but that. Guy could be covered in ranch dressing. At least he thought it was ranch dressing. Just pizza sauce. Flopping down his face. I don't see any worth different. Ooh. Just because you're dressed different? Gazillion likes. (laughs) It's like, people are... On the internet, people go, nailed it. You know, because I saw this in an article. And in the article, they like posted all the tweets. Someone goes, I teared up reading this because it was so brilliant. And you go, it's just factually incorrect. Everyone's amazing. And you can't have a preference. They want to choose your preference for everything. You go, I actually like it better personally. And this is not me, but it's someone saying, I like it personally when a girl's not wearing, you know, completely revealing things like tiny mini skirt, uh, you know, tank top, even though she's 60, (laughs) I actually like a girl that dresses a little more modest and I myself dress a little more modest and that's the life that I like to live. So that's what I prefer. And they go, no, you don't. Nah, actually, oh, that's just because every time she, the mini skirt walks by and you can't control yourself. See, now you tell her what to do. You freaking fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Be ashamed of yourself. They want you to pick for everything. This is the same. Same with art. Same with movies. All of it. Comedy. They go, this is what you like now. And you go, no, it's not. This, This movie's actually better. There's actually articles like that where they're like, it's time to talk about how people don't like these movies and they're great newsflash a woman's worth is static doesn't change zero changes nothing changes it it is invaluable okay so now you don't even have you you can't say someone's worth okay so doesn't change with sex or what she wears well to some people it doesn't you know why do you think people say play hard to get for example Why you, why when you're negotiating a deal with someone, you don't show it, you don't show up and be like, I'll do whatever you want, whatever you have. And the same principle with some girls where it's like, yeah, to some men, if the girl like bones them immediately, that will say something. And when you go, it doesn't change with sex. Okay. Nothing changes. If a girl's had sex with a thousand guys, it's like, Hmm, well, I'll tell you what, any guy that's been alive has realized, okay, here's a chick that's had sex with ten or you know, chicks, ten guys or whatever, and here's a chick that's had a chick that's had sex with every guy she knows and a thousand people, and she has bones a dude do a today. And you go, yeah. N- spoiler alert: most of that time, most of the time, that girl's got some other stuff going on. You never meet her. It's like completely reasonable. It's like. Uh, what were you up to today? Just blew a guy in the alley, actually. So <laughs> blew a guy in the alley. I'm um, just, uh, you know, just here for this business meeting about banking. And then, you know, walk home, probably suck a dick on the way home. And then at home, I'm going to call four guys over and blow them. Anyways, that makes me worthless to you. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. That makes me worth. And you go, your tits out. And you go, <laughs> bah! just because my boobs are out. You know, so why? if nothing, nothing that anyone does changes anything about anyone's opinion, then why do anything? You know, why, why lose weight if it doesn't change anything you're worth having sex with a thousand guys walking around with your top off. And if you think that like, you know, actually I'm kind of not interested in that personally. You're like, not only are you a bigot, the only reason you even wanted to change has nothing to do with your preference. It has to do with, boing, can't control the bone. You got to own your own bone. Everyone makes choices. And one of those choices, one of those reasons people make choices is like because of either the person they're dating or the person they're trying to get. And some of that is because you want people to. You you want to look more desirable or you want to present yourself a certain way, like, you know, more modest. Or the other is you're trying to fucking make them horny. Maybe you got the guns out because you want that type of dude that wants the guns out. Big, fake, tooty boom, fake, fake, tootie, boom. So, I I also, the funny part to me is it's like, you know, it, it all kind of comes down to that thing where, These people aren't comfortable just doing their thing. They need to do their thing and have everyone, like, feel amazing about it. You know what I mean? I can't just, I always use the tattoo example. Like, I can't just get a full, like, sleeve and neck stuff of tattoos. I need to write a hundred articles about how I shouldn't be discriminated about tattoos, even though I did it to look different in the first place. I want to be able to have sex with a thousand guys and, like, you know, you're wrong. I want to be able to, you know, show up with the guns out. Even though clearly it's a conscious decision. If you show up with the guns and then people go, all right, like guns are a little out. You, you want to, you don't want to have to say, you don't want to have to like answer to anyone for anything. You know what I mean? You want to be able to show up to the family gathering in a bikini and you go, whoa, just cause I'm making grandpa horny. <laughs> Grandpa's like, come on. Like, really? You're showing up to the baptism like that. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Grandpa. Just cause you're fucking dicks hard. Don't get mad at me. But I always think it's like, it's funny with the sex stuff specifically. It always makes me laugh because when they go, listen, this is the issue here is if I'm dressing like, you know, some certain torp type of ways, and then there's a certain type of guy that's like, Oh, put those away. You don't want to date that guy anyway. So who cares? And in the workplace, you know, if he's not your boss, then who cares? But if it is your boss, they are allowed to make a dress code of how they want their workplace to live. And if it's not your boss, it's none of their business. I mean, they they cannot like it and you cannot care what they don't like. You know, their wife might not like it too. Their wife might not be like, yeah, I don't love the fact that your like work partner has the nips out. (laughs) She literally is a fucking yoga pants camel toe at the desk job at the, you know, home hardware head office. I assume that's where she works because she's getting her tools to build a device to break down the patriarchy. But the mo- I go, you don't want those guys. Who cares? They go, oh, guys should like this. What do you care? You don't want to date that guy. That's the same thing with the abortions. I'm always a little bit where they go. Uh, I was thinking about this pretty kind of fun the other day. It's like, cons- you know, conservative people are always like, you know, abortions are bad or whatever. Right. And you go, Hey. Look at the bright side. They're only aborting lib future liberals, right? If you're if you're super conservative, they're aborting liberals. <laughs> you should be happy about that, dude. It's just all libtards. <laughs> it's all libtards getting aborted. There's never any hardcore Christian conservatives getting aborted. All the abortions are libtards. You should be pumped. You should be like hallelujah. They're eradicating themselves. So. That's what I kind of feel like with the slut thing too, when they're like, you should like guys they are sluts. Like, what do you care? You don't want to date that guy. And he says, to finish off, he goes, want to know how I know this? I have never told a man how to dress, even though a man's body arouses me. You know what I would like is for this guy. First of all, most women have never just like told a woman how to dress either. (laughs) Unless they were literally their employee. And your, your wife, you might be like, all right, what are you doing? I've, I've had that where I've dated some pretty like Instagram hoey girls and we're like going out with my friends and you've got this shirt with no bra where like you kind of look down the nipples. You're like, all right. I don't know if my friends and you see your nipples. It's like, And I'm not saying it because they're going to get boners. I'm saying it because they're going to make fun of me and talk about me behind my back. And it's like, come on. If I show up and my girl's got the gazumas and everyone's seeing them, I'm going to be like, and the minute I leave, all the boys are going to be like, yo, you guys saw Ryan's tits? <laughs> Ryan's chick's tits? And so I'm just like, all right. Like, I don't know if this is for sure the outfit we need to go with. <laughs> Come your fucking things up. I'm going to make fun of. It's not like, yo, it's going to be Boner City. And I don't know if we fucking... I don't know. Everyone's going to get knocked over. All the plates are going to get knocked over at this thing. But this guy says he's never told the girl what to do. So, okay. If you're dating a guy you know if you're gay dating a guy <laughs> so you're gay dating a guy and you bring him home to visit your family and you go hey this is my gay boyfriend <laughs> you go this is my gay boyfriend what is he wearing he's got ball gag in you know he's got the just the like torture mask the gimp he's got the gimp mask ball gag mesh shirt nipple nipple clamps the nipple clamps are actually attached to wires that they go to a electrocution machine that he's holding the execution machine in the world every once in a while gives himself a zap just, uh, you know just to get the juices flowing because that's how he lives open toe sandals it's a funeral open toe sandals thong also dick print thong, the thong where you actually have the imprint of your dick and then there's two eyes on the head, you know, where the print of the head is. There's two googly eyes. So it's made, its made a fun little, you know, fun little anteater fucking <laughs> imprint with googly eyes on it. Kids are around. Open toe sandals, funeral, nipple clams. Would you tell him what to wear? And if so, is it because you're too horny? Anyways, viral. Congrats. Mad viral. Guy hit the nail on the head. Girl cried reading it. She couldn't believe how great it was. Finally, someone said it. (laughs) You know, these people live in a dream world. I'm actually fine with the tits out. You know me. Still same old G. Pop them out. Although, if I was around my family, I don't want one ball gag. I want two. If you, you oh you did ball gags without me? What did I tell you? You know I said matching ball gags. <sighs> now before I continue on the topic of ball gags, I would like to draw attention to ball shaves. Our sponsor for this week is the boyscast sponsor, manscaped.com. Manscaped. Promo code boyscast. Now, I know that some of you people out there Have long pubes. You got them braided. You got them dreaded. And this is a look that you've been cultivating. You know, the girl takes off the pants, puts them and she she takes them and then takes the braids, puts them on her hair and says, look, I'm Jewish. By holding your two ball tassels on her sideburns to make a funny gag in the bedroom. You got to laugh in the bedroom. Those who laugh together come together. Everyone always says that. And I know... By the way, if you do get the ball, the ball's trimmers comes with two, which is sort of solid. I got them too. If you do get them, one thing I do recommend is telling you, girl, I don't want your crappy girl pubes anywhere near my trimmers. (laughs) These are boy pubes. the coarse boy pubes. (laughs) Like, you know, you know, our pubes. It's just like a fucking, basically like a blade of grass. Each hair. It's like steel wool. It's just like steel wool. So you need a thing. This thing's got the diamond encrusted. I wonder if someone ever has such big pube hair that they just fucking, the thing gets (laughs) the machine like a lawnmower with a clunk clunk in it. Because the gum that was stuck in there from my last joke, callback, manscaped jingle balls, balls to the walls, fella, listen up. So it's time for the gear. And what you need... This holiday season, I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. They sent me it. Pretty cool. Like I said, recommend it for you. Recommend it for a present. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes with the brand Perfect Package, which makes the perfect gift for the holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. It's got the wipes, which also if you run out of toilet paper, just wipe it. Like me, for example. Who can't leave my house even to get toilet paper. And I shit nine times a day. It's a mental <laughs> it's a mental condition. But now, I can wipe it up with government documents. I'll tell you what. I'll wipe it up. I'll tell you what. Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, is currently wiping his ass. With government-issued currency. <laughs> guy never has to get toilet paper, dude. He just prints more money. Wipes his ass with your fucking deflation. Ha <laughs> ha! Ha ha. Boy sponsors. The perfect package also comes with Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade. Those overused pair of boxers, Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Now, once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BOYSCAST at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at Manscaped.com. And the promo code is BOYSCAST. Now back to the episode. I have a BOYS questions. I get a lot of BOYS questions these days. And I think I like it. So, um, also this week there will be an episode of the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the BOYSCAST. Now, one thing that we should talk about, is I think you guys, (laughs) everyone, I'm a little sassy today, everyone needs to cool, I think we need to cool it with the sketch ideas, I'm getting like 10 a day, and (laughs) I gotta be honest with you guys, not good, everyone's sketch ideas, it's very much like your uncle giving you comedy advice, because it's like people don't realize that there's kind of like a a second, like, you know, usually meaning or a level of humor in like, uh, sketches, but a lot of them are like, Hey, you know, what if you did a sketch about a guy who like wants to have sex with you? If, unless you're woke, <laughs> you know, how about you do a sketch about, you know, a job interview who's firing you cause uh, you don't like black lives matter. And you go. Yeah. It doesn't sound that funny. And they go, that's where you make it funny. That's what the uncle do. They go, you should do a joke about cars. And you go, what's, what about them? And you go, that's where you come in. I actually had a guy recently messaged me and he goes, um, and also people like send you the sketch ideas and the, the gist is like, you're welcome. Right. It's like, Hey, if, if you, I, you, I'm willing to give this to you for free. You know, if you do use it, that would be nice if you could send me a little kickback. And I was like, this is the balls on these people. One guy told me, he goes, when you make the sketch, one guy did it the other way, but he goes, when you make the sketch, I'll send you 50 bucks. I go, 50 bucks? Call the camera crew. I'm dropping dollars on these sketches. I just, uh, I'm doing my taxes right now. I was looking at my peer space fucking receipts of all the places I rented. I've been like, oh, Osama been spending. Now, this boy's question is kind of a funny one because I I was, usually they're pretty reasonable and I respect all the boys, guys, listeners. But this one, I was a little like, I thought that uh, I I need to address that. So you're going to want to pipe your ears up because there's a lot going on here. This guy says, I got four of the women in my wife's family mad at me this Thanksgiving when I interrupted their conversation with one of their cousins, a 12-year-old girl. We got four women. This is where we're at right now. We got four women at the family gathering talking to a girl, interrupts. They're mad at him. (laughs) It's all the information we have right now. Hear me out. They were telling her lies and setting her up for disappointment by giving her the wrong tools to look at the world with. Okay. So this is a niece of his, not his daughter, mad that she's getting the wrong tools. This specific tool was a subjective look at the aspect of assortative mating seen in people they were telling this poor girl not to worry about the fact that she was abnormally tall that there are dudes that, that are into tall women i just couldn't in good conscience let this happen to this poor girl i told her <laughs> i told her in front of all the broads all the broads that this wasn't true that men mostly want shorter women and and most women want taller men How is there always an exception? How there always is an exception, but that generally isn't true. I told her that she should look for taller guys and typically rule out shorter guys as the odds aren't in her favor. Naturally, all the women gave me a look of disgust. The way I see it, I did this sweet young girl a favor by giving her the bitter truth (laughs) so that now she wouldn't get a rude awakening later in life. Why is it okay to lie to someone to avoid hurting their feelings when the consequences are much greater and hurt down the line? Anyways, those chicks hate me now. But what do you think? Did I was I in the wrong? Uh, yeah. Are you fucking out of your mind? This guy is like you're just reading I'm I'm just reading this being like I'm, yeah. That is crazy. You go to a 12 year old girl and they're all like, no, don't worry. that You're so tall. Like there's tons of tall guys. Naturally, <laughs> um, according to a sort of debating, Like, this is crazy. Of course you're in the wrong. They're telling a 20 year old girl, a 12 year old girl is like fucking. She's like, oh, don't worry. There's gonna be lots of people there. Where. <laughs> you bust down the door. No, there won't. You will die alone. Listen, your choices are between five men. You date a basketball player, you die alone. <laughs> okay, first of all, rule one it's never be the bearer of bad news if you have to. If you don't have to. Like, what do you ever get out of that? Unless it's your business. Second of all, stay out of anything that you don't have to. I get if you say right now, in your thing, you're like, pissed everyone off. And my my point was to kind of be an annoying troll. And you go, okay. But if you go, wasn't I helping? if you're this guy, if your girlfriend shows up and uh, she has a new haircut and she says, how do I look? Do you go? That looks disgusting. (laughs) You know, at the very least out of the gate, you go, yeah, you baby, baby, you look so hot. And then next time she gets another haircut, you go, By the way, like this haircut better than the last haircut. She goes, you said you liked that one. You go, yeah, that haircut was fine. Or at the very most, you go, love this haircut. Great haircut. But my favorite haircut was the other one still. Still great. This is a nine. That's a 10. (laughs) This is crazy. But more importantly, not your problem. In good conscience, there's a 12-year-old girl. And they go, listen, you know, just so you know, uh... You're gonna have, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna find someone to mate. And by the way, you haven't mentioned how hot she is. I guess she's twelve, but you can tell if a, you know, a twelve year old gonna be pretty or whatever. But it's like, yeah, if she's disgusting and twelve tall, it's like, yeah, the height's the least of her problems. But yeah, if she's hot, like fucking, if she ends up being like a hot chick, like, yes, yeah, she'll be fine. Or maybe she won't. I don't know. There's lots going on there. Mor- moral of the story: not your problem. That is the most important thing. You know, it's like, even with your friend, like you never want to tell anyone bad news. Even if like, it's the worst. You don't want to tell someone like, sometimes you morally have to, this isn't one of those times clearly, but sometimes, and it's not to help them. It's because you have an obligation. I'll give you an example. If you have a friend and you like a good friend, someone that's like actually, you know, in your fucking top five kind of thing. And you find out for a fact that their girlfriend's cheating on them. You have, like, an obligation to tell your friend that. Even though you're, it's, and you still, even then, you should be very careful about it. And be, you know, and you shouldn't enjoy doing it. You should hate that you should have to do that. If someone's talking shit about your friend, even, and you go... They don't really like that guy. And they and you go, yeah, you probably shouldn't have told me that because you didn't know I was friends with them. You like, you don't necessarily need to rat them out. Like it was an honest mistake. People are not allowed to like each other. But like if your friend was ever in a compromising position where he was like, oh, I like that guy so much. I'm going to work with them and blah, blah. You might, yes, there might be a time where you go, okay, I, fucking, just so you know, like for, I, I'd first, you'd be like, that guy sucks. Trust me, like he's talking shit. But like the, at some point, yes, there might be a moral obligation to be like, Listen, like, I don't want to fucking tell you this, but, like, that guy was kind of, like, trashing you fucking before. Ob- you no, know, whatever. Either way, it just makes everyone hate you. <laughs> so if you're to your four friends, you have to take the hit. There is, like, a moral obligation. But in the most part, and telling anyone anything bad just makes them not like you. As a rule, there is never a benefit unless you're arguing or trying to piss them off. If you hate that, you know, that girl's mom and you're just fucking trying to ruin her life... That's your prerogative, but why would you ever, and you know, there is some degree of like, they'll find out <laughs> you're like, uh, you know, someone's like daughter is like 500 pounds and disgusting. And she's like, I want to be a model. And her dad's like, yeah, maybe you could be a model. Not, not, you do no business being interjecting. Oh, <laughs> according to weight theory. In the modeling universe, you ain't being shit, you fat bitch. Oh, someone's got to break it to her. Someone's got to break it to her. I'll tell you what. The world will gradually break it to her. That being said, if you're a t- I know plenty of tall girls that are doing fine. You know, not particularly my bag. I've dated some tall chicks, but it's more of a Danny DeVito thing love when Danny DeVito fucking the confidence four foot three just walking around with six footers like a boss for me I'm pretty tall so when I have a tall girl everyone just thinks I only got her because I'm tall so fuck I feel like it loses points whereas if I got a hot chick you know people will like the people might say some version of oh shit Ryan's got a hot chick when she's super tall they go oh that tall chick only likes Ryan because he's taller than her not because he's so fucking dirty. Whereas if Danny DeVito's got a tall chick, everyone goes, Danny DeVito's so fucking sick, he's got a tall chick. So that's one of the reasons in the back of my mind. I feel like I'm not getting my social props if I've got some model that's super tall. It's not mean I wouldn't. It's a factor. Sometimes I've seen a tall couple too, where you see a guy that's like, you know, 6'3 or something like that. And you see a girl that's 6'1 and you're like, a lot of person, a lot of legs bopping around in the bedroom. You, It's a lot of limbs going everywhere. Not my favorite. Limb City. So, yeah, that is uh, crazy. So, journalism's dead. It is over, ladies and germs. This is a wrap on journalism. And I think that... I, I actually have a different perspective, and this comes from Matt Sancomb who runs The Hard Times, because we've done a lot of stuff together. And I remember, you know, there's a very... There's a lot of people that say, oh, we don't have journalists anymore. We have, you know the comedians and all these people on the internet, those are the real journalists. And, And it's easy to kind of think like, oh yeah, it's just, they got replaced. You know, I listen to fucking these YouTube people and they give me my news and he kind of, and, and, and comedians. And I kind of, one thing that we talked about is it's almost like not really because actually it's an ecosystem and you have, you know, comedians are the top layer. When you look at the bottom layer, that's people that are actually going out there like finding news. And instead of finding news, they are just finding victims, you know? So when you look at a lot of these places and all of their things are just, you know, we found out that there's not enough, you know, black hockey players, (laughs) fucking, there's not enough women scientists. And you go, so the layer that used to be like, you know, really finding stories the like Glenn Greenwald's of the world where you go, These people are actually, you know, meeting with people and find those that that is eroding, which means everyone's like, why would I do that when I could just be the sort of person ingesting? And I think comedians have always been more. We're not like finding out information as much as like making observations and sort of ingesting that and uh, being a part in how to interface with that information. Okay. That was a bad one. I've got a way better way of describing that. What comedians a lot of times do is process things and make conclusions about it. You know, so you might process, uh, the way different races are, the way girls are, or the information that's, here's the stats. And you might process that and draw conclusions about that and make them funny and stuff like that. But you're not out there like actually doing studies So you're not doing studies of like, you know, how many girls, uh, crashed their car versus guys, how many government officials took, you know, corruption bribes, you know, what it look, what wiretapping looks like. So we're not doing any of that stuff. You're making your own personal studies, but because everyone has focused all of their energy on a bunch of bullshit, it's really eroded the uh, under level. That's why you have a lot of people giving you news and probably not that people, actually finding out any real things in the journalist community obviously you know there's some people still doing science there's people out there with their two beacons but I don't think it's a good thing so I I used to think and I'm like yeah so those people got replaced and you're like no you're the person like putting the car together and all these people are you know putting the car together and selling the car and they're like yeah they're not mining for ore anymore and you're like oh whatever man everyone will just be a car maker and you're like no you don't get it like someone needs to do that part for there to be news. And you're like, and they, and their answer is like, no, they actually don't. All we need is to find the next victim victim off. Uh, yeah, we actually don't need people out there like digging through fucking stories and getting to the bottom of things when we can watch a television show and notice that the victims were white. And that's a problem. Guys, sign up for patreon.com slash the boys cast. And next week, this Monday, I have a banger video. I don't know if it's going to be so viral, but it's kind of like the feminist mom one where it really made me laugh. It's me and Danny Polishuk documentary again, which is a format that we do best in like a lot of our bangers. And it has been, I was watching, when I'm watching it in the thing, it's cracking me up. (laughs) He he cries at one point, (laughs) a lot of funny things. We got a good, like, uh, we got a lot of good, like, cliche movie things in there. It's very cinematic. Look forward to seeing it. Thank you for supporting The Boys Cast. If you, if you need more, if you need more of the fix of the cast. We're hyped up this episode. If you need more of a fix of the cast, Boys Cast, Patreon, patreon.com slash The Cast. There are now, like, 20 extra episodes up there right now. So, thank you for supporting. I have been Ryan Long. Peace.